From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. Happy 2-2 Tuesday. Hello everybody and welcome to Burncast. In this week's episode, we go to LADCOM where we talk with Daniel Brezhnev, Green Party candidate and licensed clinical social worker about Burning Man and politics. Then we go back to the playa to speak with Debom, Fatfinger, Ava, Special Ops, Eve, and yes, even Lecter about their experiences with friendship in Black Rock City. Enjoy. Hey, this is Chai Guy and Debom, and we are here at Decompression, Los Angeles, California, 2007, and we're talking with Daniel Brezinoff. Bishop on the playa. <laughs> and Bishop uh, actually ran for the uh, 37th Congressional District in California and the Green Party, isn't that correct? I sure did, yeah. I ran for Congress this summer. It's a crazy thing to do. It was like a performance art piece. Really? Yeah, well, except halfway through I decided I maybe I should actually take it seriously since I was representing the Green Party. So I did my best. I got 5.49% of the vote, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually a lot for a Green Party candidate. Took a few votes from the uh, sneaky, slippery, centrist Democrat, Laura Richardson, who I will say on the record is a dirty politician. Wow. And I, and, and, and I could go into all those details if you really want me to, but... Audition! Well, I mean, like, she, she would come late on purpose to all the debates, and she would be, like, parked around the corner, and her staff would say that she was stuck in traffic, but really, she was parked around the corner so she could come in last, and nobody could rebut what she said. And the worst thing she did, I think, was she she put out a mailing criticizing Jenny Orpeza for missing, like, 140 days of session as a, as a state senator. Jenny Orpeza had cancer and was having chemotherapy, and that's why she missed. And she didn't put that in the mailing. She just said, oh, you missed the votes. So she's our congresswoman now. Yay. Um, we got her to pledge not to vote for any more war funding. That's good. And then she was elected about a week, and they asked her, are you going to vote for more war funding? And she said, well, I haven't made up my mind yet. But we have her on tape pledging not to. So, you know, we're going to hold her to it. Be careful what you say on tape, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I ain't worried about it, you know. Okay, so uh, the reason why we're here today, though, and talking to you is because you're actually going to be giving a, uh, a lecture on Burning Man coming up, right, for the University by the Sea in Long Beach, California. Yeah, isn't that funny? A lecture about Burning Man. There's, <laughs> there's something kind of ironic about that or, or something sort of strange about it. But, um, yeah, uh, Ryan Smolar, who's one of the organizers, uh, I think the main organizer, actually, asked me uh, on election night. We were out on a boat in Long Beach Harbor celebrating my uh, my 5.49% of the vote. And he said, hey, you want to teach a class about Burning Man? And I said, that sounds fun, sure. And I, I came up with some other things I wanted to teach about, but they wouldn't let me do those things. And uh, so the name I came up with is uh, Burning Man. What the hell is it and why should I care? But I think they changed the, the name of the class. I think they took out the word hell or something. You know, Long Beach actually, you know, is, has, is like a small town a little bit still. and People don't like that word hell, I guess. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to teach a class about Burning Man. Have you been to Burning Man? Yeah, I've been to Burning okay. Man five times, okay. yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of presumptuous, <laughs> me, wouldn't it? Well, with the wow. title like that, I was wondering why. Right, 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 right. Um, well, I mean, what the hell is it and why should I care was sort of offered to the potential student or the potential attendee. Um, as in, I'm going to answer those questions for you. What the hell is Burning Man and why should you care? But actually, you know, the truth is, you know, I, who am I to say? I don't know. I've been there five times. I have my viewpoint on it, which I'll share. Try to give some objective information and some subjective information, but mostly I think it's going to be a conversation. 
because you know that's what Burning Man's all about it's the interchange of ideas it wouldn't really be in spirit for me to just stand up there and tell everybody this is what Burning Man is you know and I have a PowerPoint presentation which you know it's just gonna be pictures from the playa and a video or two which I'm sure will not be the best pictures and videos ever because I've seen some really great pictures and video of Burning Man and uh, that surpass ours, but you know, I you know now that you mentioned it, I should probably come up with a graph. I don't know what it would be. I mean, the obvious thing would be just like graph participation, but that's boring. So what would your flowchart look like, Chai? It'd be like you know, like there'd be like maybe like a timeline, you know, with, with all the different events, and then maybe like an orc flowchart, you know, with like Larry at the top. Well, the man at the very top, and then Larry underneath him, and then Maid Marian. Well, I think Maid Marian is actually the oh, yeah. I think she does the work. Okay. Okay. According, if you ask her, she does. But, uh, but yeah, here's my question for you. Here's the conversation I want to have with you. You're you're in politics, right? And so where where do politics and Burning Man intersect? Wow, that that's a big, deep question. Uh, you know, I mean, first of all, I'm not sure I'm in politics anymore. I, you know, they asked me to run. I was like, no, leave me alone. You're crazy. And then I kind of thought about it and said, okay, I'll do it. I'll just keep running my life as normal. And on the side, I'll run for Congress doesn't work that way you know it takes over your life um, I, you know I have things in my background I'm not really sure I want them on the cover of the press telegram or the New York Times um, so I don't know if I'm gonna stay in the game but you, I think if I ran as independent I could really make it into like performance art right just like said crazy stuff and like wore this shirt that I'm wearing right now which says terrorist on it that would shock them if I showed up for a debate wearing a terrorist shirt um, you know I think I think the most effective political campaign I could run would not be one where I tried to win, but would be one where I tried to get a lot of attention and say crazy things to blow people's mind, you know, from coast to coast. And I mean, I think that's sort of what Burning Man is about. It's like set fire to the sky, man. Just like wake people up, shake them up, get them out of their out of their everyday habits, and let them let them understand something new is going on. I would like to take a stand for the values of Burning Man. You know, anti-consumerism, community, leave no, leave no trace. Uh, yeah, alcohol and marijuana for everyone if they want them and can use them responsibly. But and, are, are we really affecting society by going out into the desert and doing that? Should would we be better served? Would we be better served just by going out to the Midwest and registering Democrats or Green Party uh, voters out in in places where we have a chance of actually swaying the vote as opposed to going out and partying in the desert for a week? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. I mean, this may sound crazy from someone who just ran for Congress, but sometimes I really have no faith in the political system to change anything, and I think it doesn't matter who's president, it doesn't matter who's in Congress. You know, the, the elite that are actually running things are gonna still be running things until the working people of this country put a stop to it. They, they just halt the economy, and they say we're not moving until uh, there's a big change, and there's a conversation that actually has to happen, which sort of sounds a little bit, I don't know, uh, wishy-washy, I guess, but to me, that's the answer. There has to be a conversation where people really change their values and change their attention and what they pay attention to, and uh, what they're on earth for. I mean, people are on earth to like, consume, consume, consume until you die. That's that's not living. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much change we're doing being out in the desert. I sort of feel like we're preparing ourselves out there. We're kind of juicing ourselves up and connecting and, and exploring possibility. And yeah, it probably is time to kind of arrive on earth with that energy. And uh, you know, we need more burners to run for office. We need more politicians to come from, to Burning Man. And uh, and, and I don't know if it matters if we get elected. It's really about changing the, changing the conversation. Um, 
What do you think of Chicken John's race for mayor in San Francisco? Yeah, that's great because I think I think he knows that he's not going to win, and so he's just like saying whatever, and it's cool. And you know, in San Francisco, on the one hand, you can get away with it more, and you probably will resonate with more people. And on the other hand, you might be preaching to the choir a little much up there. Uh, I don't know. You know, tonight I'm feeling like really hopeful about the universe, but I'm feeling not that hopeful about the political process tonight. I, I, I uh, in the band I'm in, I often sort of uh, improvise lyrics, and what's been coming through a lot is, it's over, America, just just forget it, the ship is sinking, get off, we're going to start something entirely new. Whereas like two years ago, I wanted to save it. You know, I, when I was a kid, I was a big believer in fireworks and Thomas Jefferson and free speech and all this stuff, and I still believe in those principles, but it seems to me that... You know, this German guy was uh, uh, the extraordinary rendition, and they, they tortured him in Afghanistan, and the Supreme Court said, well, oh well, sorry, but you have no recourse to the law, bye. And it's like, what? We can torture people, and there's nothing they can do in the court? I mean, that, that's that's pretty fucked. That's beyond the pale. I, I don't know where to go from there. I, I'm ready to just give up on it and just, just build something new. All right. As we wrap this up, I just want to know, what does Burning Man mean to you? Uh, I haven't figured that out yet. Um, an opportunity to be very present and show up authentically uh, without any expectations and just spontaneously follow the light. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you here. Thanks for the interview, and I can't wait for your class. Thank you, guys. I hope, uh, I hope it worked. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Next up, we got DeBomb, Fatfinger, Eva, Special Ops Eve, and Lecter. And along with me, Chai Guy, all talking about friendship. This was recorded on the Sunday after the second burn on the playa, Burning Man 2007. This is Burncast, and I'm Chai Guy, and we're hanging out with uh, actually a bunch of my favorite people in the whole world. We're hanging out here at Burning Man 2007 with DeBomb. And Fatfinger and his beautiful, lovely wife, Ava. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, come on in here, Ava. And Lecter, he's hanging out here. He'll probably say about as much as he usually says, which is not a whole lot. And, of not course... Not on the record. Not on the record, anyway. And, of course, Special Ops. We're just here today talking. It's, uh, it's Sunday. The man is burned for the second time. And we're just here hanging out. And we were, we were thinking about what, what kind of thing we might talk about today. And... They did a sex show, and here we've at Burning Man, we've done, we've done, we've done, <laughs> we've done a sex show here at Burning Man, and they did a, we've done, a, we've done a love show here at Burning Man. So we thought we might do a friendship show, and talk about friendships on the playa and how they're born and made and fostered and nurtured and and how they continue on. I'd like to start off by um, just telling everybody about how I came to meet uh, Travis and Ava. And it was, I think it was, I met you in 1999, if that's yeah, correct. That's right. And I met you as the provider. That's right. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the provider and what that's all about? Okay, yeah, well, in the, in the first, uh, first few years that I was coming to Burning Man, uh, 98, 99, I started, I guess, in 99, 2000, we published a little zine called The Provider. And it was basically a, a compilation of... Uh, creative writing and opinion pieces and uh, photography and drawings and things like that and uh, we you know the whole idea was to be able to of doing the provider in our, you know in our second year was we wanted to have a vehicle for getting out there and meeting people we was like 
we want to have an excuse to go up and talk to people, you know. And so, you know, we thought we were into journalism and things at times. So we thought oh, the substantive thing would be make a little zine. So, came up with the name, the provider, and uh, um, based on the basic Burning Man concept of, you know, everybody likes to provide to their neighbors and friends. Um, and we uh, we set out, and with our uh, me and my, my partner at the time, Jay Vajay, we, uh, we we made big provider capes for ourselves and sort of styled ourselves in a, in a, into a little bit of a superhero persona <laughs> and went around the flyer handing out the provider as a, as a way to, to way to meet people and to give a little gift to people. And so I guess uh, you and I, uh, I, I gave you a provider, I guess was that the first time? Yeah. Were, you were at the camp. Yeah, it was, um, I think I was coming out of a porta potty actually and you were standing, you and uh, Shavis was standing there in in your capes, and I think you had masks on too. Yeah, we had masks. yeah and uh, it was it was this really bizarre kind of superhero persona that you guys were projecting, and you were really in character. I mean, it was that was the thing that I, I recall most of all that you really kind of you know held fast to this character that you were you were embodying at the time and um, handed this provider. And then I read it, and I was just so blown away with the quality of the work, and there was all these different people contributing articles to it, and I just I just cherished it, and it's something that I've that I held on to. Um, I still have them. I still have all the providers, and uh, and then I and then I think what happened. I think then the next year in 2000 we were doing our sound camp ecstasis, and I remember my girlfriend at the time, uh, Sarah, said that you know either she contacted you guys or you contacted her about about playing, right. and uh, and that was that was it's amazing because actually it was eight years ago today that you you walked in you and you and Ava walked into our camp. And you're in your cape and costume, and you you actually uh, there's this uh, well, where to go? Oh, here it is. <laughs> you actually had this flag, and uh, I just want to return that flag to you right now. I didn't. I haven't hold. I haven't held on to the flag for eight years. I got it last year, but um, but uh, yeah. And I remember um, you ask you, you coming up to me and saying, "Is it okay to hang up this flag?" And it, it's the provider flag, and I said, "Yeah, of course, you know that's awesome." And you hung up the flag, and you, you played this amazing set, and the sun was—it was just one of those epic Burning Man, you know, moments on the playa where the sun was coming up, and uh, and we were right there out there at the, on the two o'clock street, and the sun was coming up, and it was just gorgeous, and and the music was amazing, and everyone was dancing, and the entire we had the entire dome filled with people, and you finished your set, and I just thought, "Oh, that was the that's the my." That was my favorite set I've ever heard of Burning Man before or since. It was what was so great was like you just packed up all your stuff and you just started walking out across the desert. And I took this photo of you with you and Ava as you walked across the desert and, this, and your cape was like flowing in the you know in the breeze and it was just it was very magical. It was like who was that masked man? <laughs> I think that may even been uh, that might have been my first uh, first ply of friendship. To, of, you know, I think that when you and I met the first someone first time I met someone that I didn't know from the default world, you know, and uh, to come out here, and that, that was pretty meaningful that I didn't come back in, in future years and to have friendships formed here on the playa, you know, those are, t the, the, a lot of them are, are, are quick ones that don't last, but the ones that do tend to be pretty, pretty deep, they have like a, a, a deep root to them. Yeah, it's magical, you know, the playa yeah. is like that, and uh, yeah, I have so many friends that I just meet on the playa, you know, and uh, the thing is that it's a bonding experience. That we spend seven days doing so much fun things, you know, and uh, you bring so much compassion and love this experience that, uh, yeah, you know, we become amazing friends. 
Absolutely. And I met Debom here on the playa, what, nine years ago, right? No, I never met you on the playa. Oh, we didn't, that's right, we didn't meet on the playa. You influenced my life in a very profound way without having ever met me. You started VW Bus Camp, and uh, then I met you and found out that you had founded that camp, and you saved my ass without even knowing it. Right, and then we, uh, yeah, then we met later um, at yeah. another event, uh, at, a at, event. at a VW event called Buses by the Bridge in Arizona. And, uh, but then, yeah, but then we, we, we saw each other again here on the playa and, and have been hanging out ever since. Yeah. And then you pulled, you pulled me into your circle of friends of Travis and Ava here through um, an event that I'll never forget and a gift that I'll never forget and always cherish. What's that? Animal party. Wild bus party. Oh, what was yeah. it? That, yeah, yeah, that was the sort of thing that cemented. That's where we got to know you, really, Devon. And uh, um, there's there's a, there's an example of the friendship extending beyond the playa and getting together and collaborating on something there. I was, I guess, I got a call from you um, about a couple years ago. Right. Uh, down in Los Angeles saying, hey, listen, uh, Fatfinger, we want to do this party on a double-decker, you know, London-style bus, and we want to get out, you know, we want to all dress up as animals and meet at the zoo, and we're going to ride the carousel and do a scavenger hunt, and you, can you play the music? You know, I talked to several people, you know, and then when they all said we can't, can't be done. I'm like, hey, what are you talking about, can't be done? It was amazing, and I mean, that party was, uh, you know, it was so much fun, and we, and we talk about it, you know, at least once a week, I think someone brings it up, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and you guys really made that very special. I want to thank you for that. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing, you know, you, these friendships extend beyond the playa. Um, let me just take a second here to introduce a, a new friend who's just rolled up, and it's a perfectly opportune the time this is uh this is our good friend Eve who is indeed uh nothing less than a a a, a playa friend let's say say a quick uh, quick hi Eve hi there good to be here you guys are bas basically the examples of the longest running friendships i've had here on the playa i i got a ride up with some friends and i didn't want to camp with their big camp so they dropped me off on a corner so i had my little tent and no car and just <laughs> no space around or open space all around me and then you guys were right there my neighbors and we just hit it off we spent all this time together that year so and what do you think what do you think it is about the playa that makes friendships cement so solidly i think it's a lot of things but for one i think we're all sort of a little bit more relaxed here and we've got a few more moments to actually sit down and chat with people and not be rushing to go on to your next activity or get to your job and you just have some great one-on-one -on -one time with people and also I think the elements bring about I mean it's just it's so fucking hardcore out here that we're all sort of instantaneously bonded <laughs> over that we all know how rough it is and you know someone might be having a bad day and not feeling well and sort of everyone kinda comes to the rescue when you need it so I think that's the most meaningful part of it for me so when you're out here for the week and you see somebody and it's like a year goes by and you're out here again and it's like no time has passed it was just yesterday I mean I, it's just amazing how you can come out here and it happens to me every time I'll see someone and I'll just start up a conversation that we were having last year at the same time and just like no, no time had passed and it's I don't know it's very special I think the friendships are out here it's very special and I was just going to say, in one day, because our days are so long here, that it's like 
So you may have just met someone in the morning and then you've rolled around on the playa all afternoon or something and by the end of the day it's like you've had so much history already and <laughs> you've already been through so much together. So I mean I've I was only here for a few days this year unfortunately but I feel like I've been here forever <laughs> in a good way. Here's the question though, is, is Burning Man a summer camp for adults? I used to think of it that way. I used to think of it that way. Um, I think that's putting a slight, there's something in, like a negative association with that though, like it's not bringing it its true meaning. Uh -huh. But for well, me, summer camp, summer camp can be a very, but it is experience. like for me, it's really, re it's renewing. It's like, I love getting here and getting dirty and getting away from my regular world. And that to me is camp, you know, like it's a nice vacation. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to add anything, Travis. Well, yeah, I never, 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 uh, never considered it uh, that way. I can see, see where you're coming from with that, with that comparison. You know, <laughs> it's a little playground for us. We have our activities. I guess, you know, we can all take part in. You know, it's not like tennis and archery, but mm -hmm. it's our, it's our own, it's our own freakified version. I, I guess. I think I, I think. I guess I just found out what my next theme camp is. Some, summer camp? Burning Man summer camp. We have archery, horseback riding, arts and crafts. Arts and crafts you know, pot holder making. There's yeah, bong. Yeah, we'll make, we'll make bongs. Basket weaving. Yeah, basket weaving. Yeah, we'll have we'll have camp counselors. Yeah. We all get to sleep in bunk beds too. Yes, we should have bunk beds. Bunk beds yeah. and foot lockers. We all have to do our chores. Yeah. Well, um. One thing I wanted to comment on too, and thinking thinking about the whole friendship thing is, um, you know, we're, the other way of looking at it is that we, you know we have all these uh, friendships we formed here on the playa that extend beyond. But then, um, what's amazing now is the the network of of, uh, of people that are out there um, that are part of the, this community. Drink. Drink. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> community. <laughs> Okay, so you know, so you can go out. To, you know, you, you can go out to a to a city or a country that you've never been to, and, and hook up with people, and and uh, and start and, and start to feel a, a bond. It's it's pretty instant. weren't you talking about this before, Eva? Yeah, I was saying that uh, when you meet someone uh, not in the playa and in your city, and you know that he's a burner, it's like instantly you know him, like at least 50%. You know that it's in people, the person that likes art, likes music, is pretty open-minded, like dust, mm -hmm. uh, likes to party. You know, you know a lot about that person. So uh, I think it's it's fantastic. You know, it's kind of bummer when you ask, "Are you a burner?" No, I hear of it. Uh, okay. <laughs> no. Oh, just kind of something to what Eva had said earlier about, you know, you meet someone in the other world and you have this instant connection. The the camp that we were with this year, Home Slice, we met a gal named Valer who's also fluffer, fairy princess. And she, we met through, uh, I was doing some work for her, some, some design work, and in the course of a, the first 15 minutes we figured out we both were burners, and of course that was the instant connection. And we were looking for, a, my friend Otter and I were looking for a new camp that year, and she invited us to come camp with Home Slice. And so it was kind of a backward connection. We met them through, you know, in the other world, but then we came here, and now Home Slice is some of, they're my closest community in the rest Drink. of, oh, community, I said it twice, so two drinks. <laughs> One of my closest, closest friends, and, you know, people that I really look to, on the other 364 days that we're not here. We love Home Slice. <laughs> <laughs>
300, how many weeks? 50, 51 weeks. 51 weeks of the year. So I started this book about six years ago. I brought it to Burning Man when I first started coming. And I, if I met some cool people that were interested in writing something or sharing their thoughts, they would write it all in here. So I've kept everything together. And actually, I just was looking at it yesterday, and Ava had written something in here. Yeah. <laughs> how long ago? Uh, 2001. So, but no, I won't read hers, but there's this poem that this guy wrote, which I love, and I can read it. Yes, please. Okay. Rain, wind, dust clouds, more fun than should be allowed, and after all is said and burned, with our consciousness turned, we'll come back to our cities with just a slight bit of pity for those without a tan who never witnessed the burning man. <laughs> and he just kind of whipped that out in about 10 minutes. I thought that was pretty cool. So this is a kind of fun thing to look back on anyway. Yeah, it's, it's interesting actually because um, I actually keep all of my swag in a single yeah. like huge bag and I was just going through it last night and I pulled out this note that Travis and Ava had written me uh, I think about three or four years ago and it was just like this little note that was written on the back of a piece of cardboard that they probably just found <laughs> in the scrap somewhere and just you know just said hey Chai Guy we came by to see you and you weren't here and we're gonna be playing I think it was the same year that we that we ran into each other at Magic Glasses camp and uh, so yeah I just keep all those little pieces of paper that everybody writes to me out here like I keep just everything because um, just to ch I just cherish it, you know, and I and I have this. Uh, I also have this other photo of you, of you uh, DJing with the provider flag in the background in, in the Ecstasis Dome, and I, that's that's up in my house, and I look at that every day, and uh, yeah, and it's. Uh, we decorate we decorate our Christmas tree with all the presents that we got in the playa. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. So, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, what about the? What, what do you think is going to happen with the future of, uh, of friendship on the playa? And uh... I mean, one. I mean, things have. I mean, it made me think a little bit just this conversation that things have changed a little bit. Uh, you know, for me over the years, I, I think back to. I, I don't. I don't have the, quite the kind of experiences I had. Sort of like when we met. <clears throat> I think partially because now I know so many people up here, and, it's, and, and I spend so much time catching up with friends and old friends. That the experience is, is a little different as now, you know, I'm in my 10th year and you start to, uh, you know, it's just hard enough to catch up with all the people that you know, you know, let alone uh, meet completely random ones. I, right. I, I get introduced to a lot of people, friends of friends or people who are in my camp who I didn't really know or in a bigger camp, you know. But I was just thinking the other day how I didn't really meet my neighbors this year. Like I usually meet my neighbors a lot more and go and hang out with them or you know just I always appreciated the neighborly experience on the playa but this year it seemed like uh, our camp within itself was so, so big we were part of a bigger camp where I didn't know more than half the people in my own camp I guess that's probably why I didn't branch out so much in the neighborhood but I don't know I wonder if uh, I mean I hope that the neighborly trends is continued well Eve, you, you've gone back and forth but you've like sort of flip-flop between big camps and yeah very tiny one two person camps right yeah. so what is that does that change the experience a lot in terms of uh, meeting new people being in, like like I think this year again you're on just a little two person camp right yeah yeah i actually i love i've realized it this year i love being solo on the playa and just like 
not I hate trying to like corral your group and wander around together and it's just so much easier just to be by yourself and um, I've really enjoyed my last few nights of like just kind of being alone and wandering around and chatting with with everybody so I also think it's interesting like just the elements can really dictate how much extra time you have like this year was really hard for me I lost a shade structure and I spent a lot of time at my camp just kind of dealing so that was hard and I didn't get the chances that I normally would have liked to have had to like wander around and meet my neighbors and all that but my neighbors were really cool and they actually rescued my tent during one of the windstorms so but yeah I think along the uh, one thing I'm a little bit afraid of about this is that it seems between this year and last year we've had you know home slices of camp we've been with last year we knew every neighbor and this year I don't know it was we got more walled in or they got more walled in but we weren't quite as as you know flowing as it was before we I don't know if it's more RVs or what but this year we didn't we barely knew our neighbors at all and I'm a little worried about that I don't know if it's you yeah. know people were coming that's something that's kind of a concern of mine yeah I think there's a growing like Black Rock City is so big now that you, there's like it's a sense of anonymity you know it's a big city and it's I mean you, you don't get that sense that you can walk you just, you just can't meet everybody you know and even though it was, even ever since I've been coming, I think it's been at least 10,000 people, so you still couldn't meet everybody. But, but you, you got a little bit more of a sense that you were going to run into people, and there was, you know, a little more chance. And I think maybe that the, the size, just the sheer size of it, is is stretching the limits a little bit of how much you know people like. It feels just so overwhelming. You're never going to be able to meet all these people that maybe you don't uh, you don't even try as hard, you know becoming like the neighborhoods back in the other world where you don't really know your neighbors. It's a scary thing. I just think that you really have to make the effort. Like, you know, the more that you put into Burning Man, the more you're going to get out of it. And so I've noticed that in my little neighborhood, I'm the one that's walking around and like, you know, handing out some watermelon or going to spritz someone or, you know, just so I can like meet people. But no one has done that to me. And um, that's a little bit disappointing, but at the same time, it's like the conditions out here are hard, and I don't know. It's kind of going back to what you were saying, Travis. It's just like there's so many people. It takes enough just to kind of deal with your shit for that day. <laughs> so. Yeah, I actually um, started uh, being the chai guy here at Burning Man for that very reason, so I could meet people. And I felt, and I haven't done the chai guy thing in, in over two years because I feel like I've just got, like, I've got, I have so many friends here that I just, I couldn't possibly even see all my friends, so I don't maybe necessarily feel the need to go out and, and meet new people, although I still think that that's important and maybe I need to, to reevaluate that. I know that today I was riding my bike home from a sound camp and this random uh, person flagged me down and I thought, oh, I must know that person, they're waving to me. And I came over and they were like, no, they just wanted to have a conversation with a random person. And I thought, wow, that's, that's that's real. That used to not be so unique here, and now it is. It was like it used to be. Random people would flag me down, and have conversations with me all the time, and I don't know. Maybe that's me not being open to it, or maybe it's. I think it's a lot of like, hate to say it, but kind of more newbies and like people that maybe don't fully understand how interactive it can and sort of should be. So, and also. And also there is so much stimulation out there, you know, it's like so many art cars and big things comes on people are like kind of in a rush to go and see everything. So they don't stop, you know, and they, they bike a lot, people don't walk so much. So they bike and they are like in a hurry to see everything and uh, yeah, they don't stop to talk with people.
Yeah, that's too bad. We need to keep uh, keep that in mind in order to, I think, encourage uh, more friendships to grow on the playa, and because uh, I think this is a great place to to plant seeds and to nourish them and grow. And you know, I'm really, I think that uh, my playa friends are definitely my closest and, and best friends. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that makes the uh, the regional events so strong is that in the regionals, you know, uh, some of these ones we have in Southern California like uh, Zara del Sura and, uh, and um, the, the San Diego DCOM and other ones like Dark Sky, Singularity, things like that. These things, <coughs> which are also getting pretty big, but a lot of them have been a few hundred people and and there you really get back to that sense of, okay, now I can like remember these people and meet like half the people at this event and, and I think that um, I think that's why a lot of us, uh, like longtime burners, are really attracted to the to the smaller regional events because they have that level of intimacy, you know, and that you feel like you can you meet your neighbors and and you know and say hi to everybody that you pass and, and on the trail or whatever. And yeah, I think that that's uh, there's something in there about the scale of the event that affects the whole interaction, and friendships. Yeah, absolutely. I think scale has a lot to do with it. There's one other friend that we haven't talked to yet, and uh, that's my good friend Lecter, and we met here on the playa two years ago? We met two years ago on the playa? 2005. 2005, yeah. So that's, that's been two years ago, right? Three years ago. Okay, I can't count very well. So three years ago, I, I met this I met this great guy, Lecter, and uh, we've, we've, been, we've had a pretty good relationship off the playa. And uh, Lecter, what's your take on, on friendships on the playa? The nasty little burners aren't my friends, they don't talk to me. They're stealing my precious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you say to that? <laughs> I don't know, what do you say to that? Yeah. All right. Well, let's, I think it's about time to. I think we can wrap it safely. Wrap it up with that. Um, unless anyone else, I'd like to take go around and take us some. With some, if anyone else wants to go around with some parting shots on uh, on friendship and say your last words on friendship. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to my friend Aton, who I met probably three years ago on the playa, talking about the magic moments. He's from Tel Aviv, and I didn't know he was here, didn't hadn't spoke. We kind of, you know, talk a little bit during the year, but had no idea he was coming. We just ran into each other randomly, and, you know, he yelled out my, my real-world name, and I just went, oh, my God, that, that was a really great moment here. It was great to see him, and I never would have expected it. So that's the playa magic at work. Um. I just want to sing a song. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you're my best friend. <laughs> and I sort of want to try to get all sing a song, cheesy song about friendship, but well, maybe we can think of one. Okay, I want to just say thank you to all my friends uh, for all the love, support, and uh, I love you guys, all of you. Besos. I just. There's so many friends that are here right now that I haven't even seen this year, which is so funny, but I know I'll catch them on the flip side and we'll, we'll talk about our experiences here. So I'm just thinking about everyone in my world that I love and y even if they're here or not. <laughs> it's been a great year. Lecter. What, you want me to be serious? Yeah. <laughs> if you could for just a moment, that'd be awesome. Um, I think the friendships that are founded on the playa are very unique and special outside of the default world. I mean, you, you gain a relationship that you normally will not get anywhere else, or, or it might, might take a decade to develop in the default world. Here, it's 
instantaneous virtually. And I think that's something that should be treasured and looked after. Yeah. Awesome. And I just want to say, I just want to say that uh, thank you to all my friends that I've met on the playa, past, future, and present. And uh, I want to encourage everyone out there to, uh, if you meet someone on the playa, make contact with them during the year. Send them a Christmas card, a Hanukkah card, a Kwanzaa card. Tell them that you love them. Uh, listen to Burncast. Call Burncast and let us uh, talk to talk to us about your friends. And uh, you know, life is short. We never we don't know how long we're going to be here. We don't know we don't know when we're going to pass on into into the next life, into the next world. And so don't don't leave this world or let anyone else leave this world without letting them know how you really feel about them. And uh, I just want everyone who's listening to this to know that I love you and I care about you, and that I will uh, see you on the playa sometime in the future. Alright, signing off for Burncast, Burning Man 2007, Sunday after the burn. You have been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. For more information, visit our website, burncast.net. To contact us, please call the Burncast hotline at 775-363-5861 or click on the MyChingo audio recorder at our website, burncast.net. A very special thanks to Lecter of nospectators.com for hosting these podcasts. <laughs>